0: Greetings and blessings, beautiful warrior. Welcome to another episode of Good Gas Mondays. I am so grateful to have you in our community to be a consistent member on this gas pump here where we come every Monday for a nice liquor top up to give us the juice, to give us the energy to push through our weeks. I don't take it for granted that you are here with me it's a it's a powerful thing to have the right kind of mindset going into a week because it can change the tone of everything the tone of the meetings that you're anxious about walking into the tone of the relationships that you know need some work to be nourished for the texture of them to change for them to feel more fulfilling Again, the right mindset at the start of the week can change how you look at what you're going to put in your body, how you're going to spend your money, um, whether or not you're going to work out the conversations you're going to be involved in, the content you're going to watch to start your day. I mean, all kinds of habits have the power to change if we get the start right, whether it's the start of our week, the start of our day, the start of the year. A powerful start matters, it matters. Ask Usain Bolt, ask Shelly and Fraser Price, or Jamaican uh, Olympians how important it is to start well. It really just gives you an advantage as you come out of the blocks, sharp, Focused with the right burst of energy to perform as you are meant to perform on the track for the day, for the week, for the year. So, thank you for allowing us to be part of your good start on a Monday. And I'm going to do something that I've just recently started doing. It's actually a practice that I learned from one of my favorite podcasts, um, Tammy Tackles Everything, and that's hosted by Tammy Chin Mitchell. follow her online she's really hilarious and her family meet the mitchells her family youtube page is also one of my favorites to stop by and i mean by itself her husband has a hilarious skit that he's doing um with split personalities on instagram wayne marshall um so With that said, I learned uh, a beautiful practice from her. She has a podcast and at the start of her podcast, I noticed that she reads the reviews from her listeners. And I said, you know, that's such a powerful thing. I listened to it and I was like, whoa, that really just changes even how I listen to the podcast, knowing that there is a community behind it, listening to it and finding value the way I do. And so I said, you know what? I'm gonna start doing that for my community because you have been so gracious and so kind in sharing reviews um, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to your podcast and sharing reviews. I really, really, really want to say thank you. And if you haven't left us a review as yet, please do. You can give us a rating. You can give us a rating and a review. Of course, I welcome both. And this week, our review comes from Bay 86 and she gave us this re- review at the start of 2021, and it's titled, Facing My Fears. JenBay86 says, I came across you after hearing so much about you from a friend. I'm from St. Kitts. Woot woot! Big up my Caribbean Massive every time. I am grateful to have found you as you seem to be the fear slayer and courage builder. I need to face some fears and build some courage and somehow you're doing it for me. I guess I'm in a place of desperation, but you're part of my season, seemingly in training or land preparation, and your Good Gas Mondays are part of nourishing my land. They have been quite nourishing, articulate, and motivating. I'm new to your community. I ordered your book last week and I'm anxious for it to come. God bless you for being obedient and using your light to illuminate. Thank you so much, Jen B. That is just... Up. Shorter words. I'm grateful for this. Thank you. And tell your friend, thank you as well for recommending the podcast. So that's how we do business over this side. You know, make sure that if you find an episode that serves you and does well for your spirit, just spend some time to think who in my community, who in my circle, which friend, which almost friend might need to hear this. Can one of my children benefit from this? Can my spouse benefit from this? Who can this help? Can one of my co-workers teach? team members my boss really find this useful right now and if the answer is yes just click share and help us to expand the community so more people like jen bay can get the power of a recommendation to join our community and find value over in this corner of light on the internet so with that said and thank you again jen bay i encourage you to go ahead and give us a review give us a rating i'd be so happy to be able to read it in one of our future Episodes. We're heading now into our Good Gas Mondays, Harvest Principle Number Four. It's the final in our four part series, Exploring Harvest Principles. And this one is about your season. Of harvest, So we spent our first three episodes talking about how you prepare for the harvest, how you prepare the land, how you select the seed, how you serve the seed by giving it what it needs, how you show up every day on your life's farm and just do the work. Be diligent, be committed, anything your hand finds to do, do it as though you are doing it for your creator. Just take it seriously and do it to the best of your ability. And then let's say we get to harvest now. It's time for us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Could you self-sabotage yourself in the harvest? Well, if you're practicing any of these habits that we explore in this episode, you may want to stop so you can extend your harvest, one. And two, ensure that future harvests are just as, if not more, fruitful. It's my sincere desire and hope. That this episode will bless your spirit with the right kind of energy and focus so you can enjoy your harvest gladiator greetings and blessings everybody and welcome to another good gas mondays this one is definitely a late night one for those who catch us live on instagram um week after week you know we try to get this done by about um, 9 p.m the latest and we're starting closer to 10 o'clock tonight. So thank you so much for being patient with us, for being part of our community um, and being so committed to to this series that we've started. Um, we, be- we began talking about Harvest Principles on the first Monday in February. And we are now at the fourth and final Monday in February and exploring Harvest Principle number so i really want to say thank you to everyone who has been a part of the conversation um joined us live commented when we've posted it on our youtube page um watched it on youtube shared it with family members and friends and if you are not a member of the youtube community but you have been you know participating in the conversation and and drawing strength from the messaging on our podcast again thank you thank you thank you at the start of at the end of last week, I actually haven't checked it since today, but at the end of last week, because of your support and because of your commitment to being part of our Good Gas Monday's podcast community, we actually ended last week, the second straight week, as the number one health and wellness podcast um, in Jamaica. We're actually charting on a few other um, podcast rankings um, in in Cayman, um, I think Turks and Caicos as well. So I just want to say thank you to our, you know, family members, brothers and sisters who are joining us from all parts and corners of the world. Thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in to Good Guest Mondays, for finding value in the conversations that we have here. And more importantly, when you see the value and you can feel the truth behind the message and its relevance in your life, actually taking action and, and doing something with um that that wisdom or that knowledge i know that when i speak i can only speak from my personal experience no matter what you know science says and data says while i share that part of it too when i talk about going through hardships and starting from zero and working your way up and thinking you up and then you get knocked down again and you have to get up again I don't speak about those things as abstract concepts I speak about them as part of my own life experience and so the concept of Harvest Principles to start off 2021 was very deliberate there is a harvest coming and for all of us when we get to the end of the year we tend to look back at the 12 months that were to figure out if what we have at the end we earned it or if life treated us unfairly and I would challenge you to start earning the harvest you want from now. Yes, don't leave it until the last 3 months of the year. Don't wait until it is difficult to start. Don't wait until the momentum that's carrying everybody now, you know that new year vibration that's carrying everybody now. Don't wait until that wears off to then try and do it in a in a sense of a space of isolation. Start now. Start working on the harvest No And depending on the season you're in, there's a specific action that you have to take now. Um, For some of us, the season we're in requires us to be doing the investigation on the kinds of seeds that we want to plant. For others, we're supposed to be investigating the quality of the soil. Is this the right time? Is this the right space? Are these the right people to be working on this goal with? For some of us, the seed plant already. We investigate the soil already. But our task now is to show up every single day and give the seed what it needs. Are you doing that? And if you're not doing that, what are you waiting on? You know so figure out where you are in your season and what is required of you in this season and just be committed and disciplined and diligent enough to get it done because the first harvest principle is true no matter how you feel about it it's just true and you can't bend up the lardy it is true you reap what you sow so if we start sowing good from now can you imagine what the harvest is, harvest is going to be like for us then? Yes, for some of us, then is six months from now. For some of us, then is at the end of the year. And for myself and my gladiators, then is at the end of our 40-day period because we're doing our Phoenix Challenge. But you know what the future is. You know what the then is that you have to start working on from now. Because you do what? Reap what you sow. So if you've been part of... Um, or conversation for the full uh four weeks you know we're at harvest principle number four now and if you've just joined us i encourage you to do a binge watch or a binge listen um we are as i said earlier don't know who is joining us just now so i always have to repeat to make sure anybody who comes into the conversation um late isn't lost um but you can do the binge watch on or youtube page so just type in good gas mondays type in crystal tomlinson my youtube page is there and we post all the videos um, from the last sessions on youtube so you can watch at your own convenience and we also have the audio version inside our podcast uh the last three harvest principles so just quickly recapping what we've done over the last four weeks harvest principle number one as i said was you reap what you sow harvest principle number two we looked at giving the seed what it needs. In essence, telling you you have to give the seed what it needs. Not what you feel like give the seed. Not what you, what, you, what you think the seed would enjoy most. What the seed needs. Your goals have specific requirements. The changes that you're looking for in life require specific actions from you. You can't get lazy by yourself. You can't make become I do this long time. Me not want to stop do it. So me I go keep do it. Mm-mm. If, the, if you're in a season of change and transformation, you forgot to get up and do what you need to do. Give the seed what it needs the third principle which we covered last week was you eat by the sweat of your brow and not the plan to sweat and that was really around taking action so too many of us know exactly what to do not do it and then vex when we're not see the results in our life and i said go remember your reap what you sow yeah remember you have to get a seed what you need yeah i remember that takes effort and action so you have to eat in proportion to how much you have earned you have to earn your food by the sweat of your brow is how you're gonna eat Not the plan to start sweating. The plan can get you on the field, right? We expect that you're training and preparing. But when the gun go off, you can't still be in the blocks. When it's time to go, you can't still be planning to go. Because the race I go go, left you. And some things in our seasons require us to be quick on the draw. Some things require us to take timely action. So as much as we are in a space of abundance and we don't look at life through a scarcity lens, there are some things that are time sensitive. You can sit down there. You can sit down there and don't apply by the deadline and tell yourself, say, I live in a space of abundance, so another application is going to come. When that application was prepared for you, the opportunity was prepared for you, the path was cleared for you, and you sit down there with the mindset of abundance and waste the abundance when it comes can't keep wasting your opportunities. Can't keep wasting time. And then thinking that opportunities will keep falling in your lap. Opportunities, depend on mission too, you know. Opportunities want to be actualized. So opportunities, now we come on a doorway, now open, are just never ever ready for open yet. So you have to give the seed what it needs. And our fourth harvest principle, which we're covering tonight, looks at the way you treat your harvest. Yes? Reap as though you need the plot of land forever. Reap as though you need the plot of land forever and what are we talking about with this principle now so we spoke around the the concept that what you get out is dependent on what you put in in the beginning so you have a plant properly we spoke about serving the seed so that it can germinate so it can break through the ground and start to develop itself as a, a, a plant get stronger on the roots, stronger with the stem branch off and through committed action and work so that the brow getting up every day watering getting up every day fertilizing getting up every day pulling out the weeds by the sweat of your brow you have to become consistent now i'm gonna do the work on the farm at daytime. that's why farmer hands so strong that's why i farm back broad that's why i farmer calf tough farmer no says by the what sweat of the brow you can plant good and don't go sweat for, for nurture the seed and lose the harvest so start properly do the groundwork the foundational work And then stay consistent, start sweat, start sweat, start sweat and be consistent and disciplined in taking action so that the tree can bear fruit. So let's say we do all of those things now. We honor the three principles, right? When we see the weather change, change pathway, we get up and start to sweat. How can I prepare my farm to take a beat? No, because maybe hurricane will come, maybe storm will come. But I am a farmer that is deliberate. I'm a farmer that is prepared. I'm mean, no to so know something I have to sweat if I want to save that crop. So even when difficult times came, I showed up and did what was necessary to prepare and preserve my crop. Do everything now. Crap beer, whatever you were working on. Let's say you had a savings goal and you were deliberate and you did all the things you needed to do. And in a year, you hit the goal. Let's say a goal was to buy a house, you do what you need to do, hit the goal, buy a car, do what you need to do, hit the goal, graduate, do it, pay off debt, do it, whatever it is. You set the goal and you accomplish it. The fruit of beer. You wanted to nurture some relationships, you nurtured them and you have stronger connections now. Fruit of the beer, right? So, we are now in the harvest season, and I don't know if you, if you can imagine with me. Yes, I've been using this orange tree analogy throughout our series. You have done what you needed to do, and the orange trees are blossoming now. Orange them, big and pretty, juicy, and you have an orchard worth of oranges. can enough tree a plant now. You have about 300 trees, just a beer, a beer, a beer, a beer, a beer, a beer, beer, beer. And you are now excited. Yes, you are excited and you're ready to go out now and pick the fruit them off of the tree. So you call calling the people and you say, yo, load up, roll out the van, them. It is time for us to pick the fruit that we have worked so hard to bear. We are about to reap where we sow. Look how the thing them look good. Look how the, 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 the haul is going to be heavy. Kind of like a small, thank you, unfed oranges. We have bearing now. We gave the seed what it needs and we continue to water and to nourish this thing here. And look how it big. Catch the weight of them here. Imagine how much we're gonna get when we go to market. Look how we're gonna fulfill the orders. We're gonna come back. We're gonna pull them something off of the tree and now. I want to caution you as you're moving to your harvest. Um, season because some of us are in our harvest maybe you were doing the work from last year and now is your reaping season maybe you're not in the season yet but you're heading there because you're planning to be a diligent farmer right when you get to your harvest i want you to be cautious about a couple of things one is what we call the upper limit problem and there is a psychologist i believe his name is dr guy dr gay hendrix sorry g-a-y i'm always tempted to say g-u-y but the first name is gay Hendricks. he wrote a book um titled the big leap and in the book he explored what was called the upper limit problem and um social researchers have have been writing on it for quite some time but his book introduced me to the concept so it's the big leap um, I'd recommend you read it if you're interested after I share uh, some components of the upper limit problem. But I want you to be careful how you harvest. Because if you don't harvest properly, you may end up sabotaging yourself. Fruit and be already now. We don't have to pick them now. We sure say them we right? And them taste good and there's a market for them. So you're going to make your profit. You're going to earn back what you're supposed to earn. So that is a guarantee. But if you're not careful in the process of doing that, yes, of the harvest, pulling things from the earth now, sharing, sharing it up among brethren and sisters and selling it to the market to make sure you can earn a profit to reinvest in the next season. If you're not careful about how you're handling your wealth, if you're not careful about how you're handling your resources, you will sabotage yourself and can't get a next good harvest. I hope what I'm saying making sense to you. You will sabotage yourself and make it near impossible, if not unnecessarily difficult, to replicate a good harvest. Because in this harvest, you never take out the things then properly and you never distribute them in a responsible way. So you either will not have any resources for your next harvest to plant more trees, to double it and triple it, or you would have destroyed the land in terms of how you're extracting from it. Yeah? So when you're in your greatest, highest, celebratory moods, what are you doing? Like when you're winning. You're winning right now, as the song from Agent Sasko says. Yeah, I'm I'm a win. What are you doing in your win season? Celebrate, you know? Because I don't want you to feel guilty for celebrating. Celebrate. But make sure that you're also exercising gratitude. Because a lot of farmers may have started with you and never survived some of the hardship that your farm was able to survive. And if we understand the principle of farming well enough, we know it's a, is a profession of hope. You don't know if you're going to get hurricane right through the year. You don't know if you're going to get every rainfall right through the year we we'll just wash off everything. You don't know if you're going to get drought right through the year and no water in the day. You don't know if you have some like a bad breed people where work on your farm where I teeth to seed them as you put it in and so them take it out. You give them the fertiliser and before them put it on the plant, them that for them, you're to do what they want to do with it. You ask them for come help you for till and for serve and for work and then pretend like them are working and they just like destroying and sow so weeds among your seed for choke your plant as it growing up. So there are so many things that you are blessed to not have to deal with or... You were able to conquer because you had the foresight, you had the wisdom, you had a little spiritual telling. We tell you, say, Move left, you know, because it look like say, something was going to come up on the road, yeah. Step wide, you know. Right? Give this one a a, a clear birth, you know, because something up here, so. So, you were getting that, that kind of spiritual guidance. You were getting clarity in moments when you didn't even know to ask for it. People were coming around pouring advice and support in ways that you didn't even know you needed. And all of that worked together for your good. Good harvest now you have. But remember the things, the variables that were out of your control. Be grateful that those variables served you. Because there are some farmers with them variables they never serve. Where the serpent is at the grass, them never escape the serpent and you escape your serpent. The struggle where you did have go through. you get through it and over it. Some farmers never got through or over. The one helping and where you get for pull you through a bad season, some people never get that. And so their farm did not give the right kind of harvest because all things were not equal. So we have some extra blessings. Some of us can call it guardian angels. Some of us can call it our ancestors who are speaking in our spirit and telling us what to do, giving us wisdom from experiences past and experiences to come, right? We don't know where they might get the information from, where they might get the vibration from, but they would come and bless you with little guidance. And we were humble enough to take the guidance and avoid certain pitfalls. So while you are celebrating in your harvest, I'm not telling you to feel guilty about your harvest because some people harvest not look good. Don't feel guilty that you are successful and those who you started with, those who you were helping, those who you were cheering for, for them thing not look so good. Don't feel guilty, but be grateful for all the things that worked in your favor. Gratitude is not something you must leave out of your harvest season. And too many of us forget to be grateful. So the concept there is to celebrate your win with the right attitude. So instead of feeling guilty, feel grateful that things worked out to your benefit and work together for your good. Another thing I want you to consider is how you share those victories. Plantation look good. Orchard look good harvest look good you're walking around and talking to other farmers and showing them yo look how the thing work out look how me do this and it happen and you're you're sharing the glory of the moment and for some we might take it a little too far as we're sharing the glory it might come off as gloating so again i don't want you to feel guilty and afraid to tell people say so this thing is going right for you you can choose what you want to share Don't feel like it's going to hurt them feelings if you share, and so don't share. Because some of the people they're on want to be inspired by your story. So, the whole way you're holding the experience and the lesson and the blessing and the testimony, because you don't want somebody beside you to feel away, you're also denying somebody else beside you the opportunity to learn from your experience and be inspired by your story. So, nobody hide it up. Because you don't want people to think, say. But find a way to share that glory and part of it is with gratitude yes saying thank you for the other things that worked out that really were not in your control but be careful about that energy of gloating as though yahshua say, say, be make whatever whatever abe make god love me and him never love you Abay make mother nature love me and she never love you because we know there are some things that were not within our control so learn how to share and present that blessing with an air of grace. So, yes, you're in a winning season right now, but it not nah, for me one of them beat your chest, then a bad like me kind of winning season. You can beat your chest and say, Yeah, I'm blessed with them earbuds. T- good things that work out. The good in me has caused good to happen to me. Yeah, you can say that. But not a bad, make a good fear. D- Remember, I say You are not have control over the season. The, the, the gloat where you gloat over somebody else might just earn you a particular karma in your next harvest. So that's what I mean by be careful how you are harvesting. The attitude that you take to that that period of time when things are going great for you, when the hard work pay off. You see, what you do in that time can have an implication for your next harvest. So treat the land, the landscape, the people around you, the other farmers that are farming in proximity to you, the resources that you get, the wealth that you earn. Treat it as though you're going to need it forever. Don't be guilty when're when your when you're hard work paying off. Express gratitude. Don't gloat, but bring into the space a sense of grace and The other thing I want to tell you is be careful how you're giving to. Be careful how you're giving. Remember, we start off with the first harvest principle what you what you sow is what you're going to reap. So for many of us, the good season and the good treatment that we get from Mother Nature and from all the other variables in our seasons that led to a good harvest. You see, how we had treated other people caused them to want to treat us well. So when you're in a harvest season, look around too to see who you can break bread with. Because some people don't have the energy and the strength to even go sweat, much less to eat from the the sweat of them brow. So, you know, the people who are on hard times and difficult times, not because they're lazy, not because they don't want the good in life, but really because they are having a moment of hardship. They're they're having a moment of hardship and you can come on the ship and help them for pitch and patch up some things. You can come on the ship and bring them a warm um, suit of clothes. You can come on the ship and bring them some water. You can come on the ship and bring them some food. You are in your harvest season. So Give. But I encourage you to give with growth in mind. And when I say growth, don't think of it as, then I'm going to get back in return when I give them this now. Then then if I give them this now, I'm make them no say, them owe oh, me because I'm nah, not going to make them forget this now. Them better not forget this now. You're not giving with that gloating energy in mind either. If say, yeah, mama, I have enough, man. This, you want at little bit of something that take that man. Show me if I'm not going to miss that. Mm-mm. You're giving, though, with an intention to see growth for them. So it means you also have to be responsible with who you're giving. People who you know are going to waste what you give as much as you have. give it for them, you know. And I know some people who give that way. Mega gear anything you want to do with it are your business, I do care. But you see the farmer who has worked hard for that bag of orange there, like let the farmer know what him or she put in at the ground to get out that bag of orange there. Them would like not like have it put in the kitchen and make it spoil. The would that like now say so you take it and you do the best way you could do the bag of orange because of the best them do forget that bag there. So you can take the best, the best work, the best effort, the best energy, will give them the best harvest and go do foolishness with it and waste it. So you have to be careful how you are even giving. So it is important to give and you have to give if you're going to receive. And one of them lot their life where you can't go around. If you think you meanness and all and yeah, they call it scromooching, right? If that's the approach you want to take, you're not gonna lose every day you know. Some days you're gonna win with that attitude. But there is a greater side to the blessing that you can't access because you're not giving anybody anything. So you have to go give. But I encourage you to give with growth in mind. Give in spaces that it will have value. There's a parable in the Bible about a wealthy man who gave talents, we can consider them coins, to people who were working with him. He was leaving the country or the state or the parish, whatever you want to call it, and he gave some coins. I'm, I'm you know, converting the language now, put it in, in a way where we can understand. So he give some, like we call it, some, some $5,000 building to people who were working with him. And he left for a length of time and came back and checked in with the people. Remember him get them in there? And I work them work and earn it. He never tell them, say, I'll lend me, a me and come back for it. He just give them and say, eh, 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 eh. Use it wisely. Leaves and comes back and checks in with, with each of them and say, boy, uh, uh, how you did do with the, the, the 5,000 Miguel? And they begin to give their report about how they sent that money out to work for them so the five thousand for one man end up with ten thousand now the five thousand for another person end up with fifteen thousand When him do so bumps now and circle but the other guy and say so warm to your own I say boy you know somebody um buried in the dirt yeah me never really know if you do this Somebody's dig one hole and drop it in there the man vex the man vex take it back what do you mean? You never have nothing else for doing it. You couldn't put it to good use. You just have it under the dirt. So I look upon. Like not even you I look upon it. Not even sun I see it. Just dirt and worm I see it. Mm? You, you couldn't use it to, to grow. You couldn't use it for, for develop on it. And so the persons who had used the resources and allowed it to multiply. Those persons were seen as ones he could trust with little. And so he gave them much so since you take this and turn it in and that, eh, you're responsible for that part of my business, you know. But I say, you're progressive and you can turn something into something more. You, you're responsible for that part of my business, you know. Come and say, you can turn something into something more. But you, give me back. Give me back. That's because the person chose not to allow that thing to be used for growth. Now, when you see people like that, Remember how hard you work for your harvest, you know. I'm not telling you don't give them. I would never tell you not to give them. I'm also not encouraging that you give them it with a lecture, because again in this parable, the person never give them the lecture. They just allow the character of the individual who received that money to determine what they did with that money. But if you've done it once, and the person take it and waste it, you can't just like, give it away, give it away, give it away because you're feeling guilty. Right? Maybe it's a family member or a friend. You don't know how to tell them no. And one of them, if you don't, give them going to a you until they say you're rich and switch. Right? So to avoid that argument and to avoid them castigating you and criticizing you, you're just dip in your harvest and just keep giving them. I believe we should give for growth. Giving ways that can bless people. Giving ways that can help to stimulate and encourage people to go out and look for their own. So when people in hardships, clearly they can't take it and go invest on the stock market. But they're not going to take it and buy a cigarette. If I'm hungry, she says she's hungry, and I give it to her, She going buy the food. She going to buy the pampas. She going to buy um, the rice. She going buy some water. She's not going to take it and buy rum. Give for growth. So you have to be responsible, even in your giving, because you know how hard you work for the harvest. Treat the land. Whatever that land is, if it's the people in your life, if it's the resources you've been blessed with, treat it as though you will need it forever. Treat it as though you will need it forever. Because if you don't treasure it, others will not know to treasure it either. But there's a deeper reason why we need to treasure it, you know. Because we have to think legacy and long-term and future. But we'll get to that point a little later down. But the larger principle with those three examples choosing gratitude over guilt choosing grace over gloating and choosing to give for growth is that you have to be careful of the the attitude that you're entering your season of harvest with because the wrong attitude will spoil your next harvest so celebrate with the right attitude celebrate also with the right people now no, for we don't need no angel or an ancestor for come tap upon with shoulder and say, That's they then I mean you're good. That relationship they need for good. That friendship they're not away. That's maddy, they really want to see the worst. I mean, in your life, and they must stay close so that they can be the first person to see the worst in your life. Some of us already know that. You know, we know that the person who we are introducing to other friends as our friend is really a friend in me. You know, they're staying close just so they can have the story to bring back in another space. So celebrate with the right people. Celebrate with the right people. Your energy I tell you something upright. Yes, Their habits and behaviors and pattern of thinking and doing I tell you something off. Yes, Nobody bring them on your farm when I harvest time. If you have something to share, you're going to give for growth and give responsible, responsibly. But they don't have to be on the farm with you when it's harvest time. You don't know what them having that little buckler spray, spray around. You don't know their intention. So in your season of abundance, while you want to serve others around you, whether them like you or don't like you, you serve them, you're giving, right? You give, you give responsibly, but you're also giving from a place of love. Your sister them need this kind of help right now, and you're going to give them. Them did step on my foot one time, them did carry a bad news from me one time, them tell life from on me one time, them thief something from on me one time, but in this moment, life wisdom and my energy I tell me that so they need this, and I'm going to do the right thing with it, so I'm going to give them this. The facts that you're sharing with them don't mean that so you're going to carry them in from the farm, come work from your farm with you. And if you make the wrong move in the harvest, I'm telling you, you're going to sabotage your next harvest. So you have to celebrate responsibly. Many times we win and we want to bring back in everybody upon the victory. The people who life taught us to separate ourselves from, that they were toxic, they were the bad energy, they were the bad vibration. And the minute we cut them off, it's like the plant them start to grow up. You wonder, then all the weed them stop choke up this. The person you had there who you thought was a friend was a friend me, and a plant weed for choke out your plants and you separate them, right? You clean up the environment and the space and the energy and know that you have the abundance. You want bringing back everybody again. You're going to sabotage your next harvest. You're going to sabotage your next harvest. Sometimes because you're trying to prove how forgiving and loving you are, that you, you allow people to cross back a line that they should not have crossed. I heard Jada Pinkett Smith say once that people deserve love, but we must know that some people can be loved from afar, right? I love you while you're over there, so, right? I mm-hmm. love you while you're over there. I'm stay over here and you're going to stay over there and I still love you. But loving you doesn't mean you have to be on my farm, in my harvest, in my tree, in the earth, with, with my water. No, I'm going to need you for so integral and involved, right? In my life's farm and my life's work. So I'm going to love you from afar. Still I'm to share with you. Still I'm to break bread with you. Right? Because God is love. Right? So me want to emulate the principles of God. Yeah, God is love. So I'm going to love you. But over there, say I stay. Give me back the key. You can't come in as you have a mind. But change my address. You can't just find me. So I'm going to change my number. No, you are somebody who's to email me. Cause you can't go WhatsApp me. You have to email me. Because some things where me end up, tab up on WhatsApp, they, them something that's too toxic. Them WhatsApp group that where you want me in with them, I can't them. Them not good and healthy for me. I bear bad vibes them something there. Right? When you call me or some little bring down conversation in a minute, depend on that. So email me. I know you not know gonna type out the sus in that email. So from my me email, I me know it's serious. I can't stop and read it. I'm gonna love you. But I love you while you're over there, sir. I'm over here, sir. So be careful of the people who you celebrate with. In your harvest season, celebrate responsibly the right attitude and the right people because it can sabotage your next harvest. And remember, we're treating the land that has given us such good harvest, we're training ourselves to treat it as though we're gonna need it forever. So we have to be careful what we're bringing on the land. We have to be careful what we're doing on the land. We have to be careful who is doing on the land because this is something precious that we want to preserve and we want it, its life to extend. And not just one good season. Uh, apple picking me I look for or orange picking me I look for. I'm looking for several successful seasons. So I have to be careful what I'm doing on this um land. And the, the second element of the harvest, because what I was discussing really was how to celebrate responsibly. But the second principle comes from a Ghanaian concept called Sankofa. S-A-N-K-O-F-A. Sankofa. For some of you, you might might recall seeing an image of it, which is um, an animal that looks like a duck, Right. And its head, its beak is turned back to its tail and it's picking up something that kind of looks like an egg from on its back. And the the image is meant to represent us going back to the past, picking up those lessons and wisdom um, nuggets from the past and bringing them into the future so that they can help us to enjoy more success and to progress better than the generations before us. So, envision Sankofa as the going back for the lesson and bringing that lesson into the present so it can serve us now, right, and everything where them they got through, where forgot through for learn where them learn, so I could go back and grab that and bring it here what does what does that mean for you in your harvest? What it means is there were some things that you learned while you were preparing um for this particular harvest, while you were doing the work and selecting the seed and choosing the soil and doing the work to water it and to pull out the weed and to fertilize and to make sure it not get too much sun and make sure it not get too much rain and yeah, while you were doing all of that, you learned some lessons. Go back for the, don't make the celebration in the harvest, you know. Don't make the celebration cloud your mind, you know, because you have another harvest that you need to work on, you know. So now, but forget what you learn while you were doing it. Because some of the mistakes you can avoid if you go back for the lesson now and bring it in the future. So while you celebrate the harvest, again, treat the land like you're going to need it forever. We can't waste time. The mistakes that we made in the first round, we don't have to make them in the second round. So I'm going back for those lessons and I'm bringing them forward now to, to serve me. So question, when you finish a year, when you finish a week, when you finish a month, when you finish a day... Are you sitting down with that kind of Sankofa mentality? Because that wisdom now is not necessarily your ancestral wisdom, you know. This is your life wisdom. Are you going back to say, what learn today? And bring it yes or no, for see how we can use it for improvement tomorrow. What learn over the last week, where. May I work so hard. Bring it round a frontier for it to serve you as you're moving forward. Six months gone out of the year. Women learn over the last six months. Habits that are serving me, habits that are not. People that are serving me, people that are not. Processes that I need to give up, ones that are more effective. Women when learn, women learn. And put it in front of you. So it can serve you as you move on. Treat the land, treat your life as though you're gonna need it forever. So you can't waste a minute of it. You can't waste a minute of it. And a lot of us waste so much time by continuing to repeat the mistakes. When life goes on and says, hey, when me leave here. You, know? you walk past it in a seat. San Kofa, we we'll go back feet and we we'll go bring it in the present. But that requires having a very deliberate practice of reviewing your life. One of the things I go through with my gladiators at the beginning of our mastermind this year is around setting up a day t- a morning routine and a bedtime routine that allows you to look at your day before you take it on and then look at the day after you have taken it on. And that's so important because there are some nuggets there, some important questions that life answered for you in 24 hours. And you just go say, oh, la i tired. Jesus, oh, make a bed and go sleep. Pop, and go sleep. Review the day. What did life teach you today? What did life teach you this week? What did life teach you this month? What did life teach you this year? Go back. Take it up. Put it yourself. But the second component of that Sankofa principle too is being willing to mentor others. Treat the farm as though you're going to need it forever. You see, the neighbor we are struggling with for them farm, the friend, the family member we are trying them best and it's just now for them. They come with the best intention, and maybe they don't come with the best intention, but you see them do something, and you have a little insight on how them can do it better. Maybe they ask you for advice, right? Maybe they are showing you a problem that them have. Maybe them don't even ask you, but you're in proximity enough to hear, say, this is a difficulty where they may have. Treat your farm like you're going to need it forever. Because if I your farm alone are blooming in your family, remember the saboteurs are going to come. So I better you help them to figure out how to build and to prepare and to maintain a healthy farm in their lives so that them are too busy to, too busy to come over and check out what's going on or try to stop the progress of what is going on on your farm, so treat your farm like you always need it. Yeah, you have a good harvest of oranges, no? But some people they on the farm were hungry. Who to tell next time they not come pick them off before you reach? Who to tell next time they not start, you know, convince the people them we are working in your life to stop work on your behalf and come work on for them behalf? So wherever you can serve others, if you're doing it just because you want to help, great. Not expecting no reward, great. But it's also great if you're doing it to prevent them from sabotaging you. There's a principle that, that is, is often discussed in economics and, and, and socioeconomics. I should put it broadly because it deals with how societies and communities thrive. The principle that everywhere you have an upscale community and right at the foot of the hill, there are some depressed communities. Where resources are scarce, no water, no light, no food, um, poor access to to data and technology, um, poor poor access to quality education, right at the foot of the hill. And if you drive two minutes up, it's opulence and luxury. There's a principle in, in social dynamics and in socioeconomics that talks about how people who don't have... Seeing those who have every single day, flaunt it, boast it, and maybe you're not flaunting it, maybe you're not wasting it. But they're presented daily with evidence of what they do not have and what they believe they could never have. And with no support, resource, guidance to show themselves something them can work and get to They develop a sort of malignant envy. Where they don't see the big house up on the top of the hill as something to aspire towards, and say, "Well, if I'm build a big house, me can work out and build a build, build, a, build, build a big house." <laughs> Sorry, getting tongue tied there. They don't see it with the kind of envy that would motivate them. Yes, it is a more malignant and and toxic envy that say, "Oh, you have that? Let me, me come take it from you." So the more you you gain. The more abundance that is displayed in your life. Clearly, they're not supposed to have a mango. Some people are going to start cause it, right? Some people are going to start making make you feel uncomfortable because you have it. But some people are also going to try and take it away from you. And while you can't stop teeth from the teeth, there are some people who, with the right kind of mentorship and guidance, it takes them off of the bad path. So maybe it's not that like they're planning to come and take your Benz and take your Range Rover and take your house and take your money. Perhaps that's not their intention. They have probably decided that the only way they can have what you have is through a life of illicit activity and crime. So probably I'm might to take up them phone and do a little scamming instead. So it's not necessarily to harm you, but somebody have to lose for them to gain because they're not clear on any other way that they could gain. Mentorship. Pick up one person. They could be in your immediate community, your immediate surroundings. They could be very distant from you, right? Maybe in another country. But you know that they exist and that they could learn and gain some value from where you know. From the abundance that you're enjoying in your harvest season. The wisdom where you go back and take up and put in front of your life. I could share this with somebody else too. Find a way to mentor people. Now you can mentor in a formal way like taking on a mentor. Like saying... I am offering mentorship to youth who are from these areas. If you are one of those young people, apply and let's do those interviews and see if I'm the right mentor for you. You can go through an organization and ask them, do you have a mentorship program? I would like to serve. I see a business operating in these communities. Do you have young men, young women, old men, old women who I can mentor and serve with what I know? Or it can be something less formal. For example, using your online platform, sharing the wisdom whatever life teach you, you take up your phone and you share it out there. One person must see it and say, "Boy, look how me think I'm alone in a this. Look how me think me never gonna find a solution for this." And this person has presented some evidence that me did wrong. The problem can solve and not my problem alone, and somebody grows and benefits from that virtual mentorship. Serve people in that way in your harvest season as you're looking for ways to give. One of the ways you can give um, to people outside of giving them the actual money is to give them the information they would need to do what you have done or to do better. And that can be for selfish reasons like to make sure they do come take years or it can be from a place of real benevolence where you genuinely just want to give as much as you can give. So I remember talking about at the beginning the concept of an upper limit problem. The upper limit problem comes from people who, when they reach the harvest, them reach what is a, a peak. They start do the all kinds of things for sabotage themselves. Either they don't believe they deserve it don't trust that they can do it again or are worried about the next level of work that is going to be required from them. Know that them reach level 10, Jesus, suppose somebody see me know I say, must come at level 11. But can't manage 11. let's go back down at 5 really quick. Upper limit problem. When they think they have reached a peak, they start to do things to sabotage themselves, to restrict the flow of positive energy, to restrict the opportunities for more expansion and growth so they become their worst enemy. By doing some of the things that I have asked that we not do in our harvest season. And that is to celebrate irresponsibly. Bringing the wrong people on the journey now that are going to tarnish your name. Pop down your energy. Mash up the thing where you are working on. So that you don't have to go back on the farm and do what you have done or do more. Don't self-sabotage yourself by celebrating irresponsibly. With the wrong attitude and with the wrong people. And again, consider the principle of Sankofa. If you are having self-doubt as you get to this peak, right? You say We call it imposter syndrome. I say, "Then I I really do this? Me really could have do something like this? No, sir. I must buck ups. And you start to criticize yourself. You start to talk yourself out of the very success that you have earned. Yes, some blessing mix up in other success. But you have done work. Because the seed never dropping in at the ground by itself. You did the work. You start criticize yourself now. Part of the criticism is coming from a place of you having an upper limit problem. You're afraid of what the next level look like. You're afraid. You're afraid to so somebody come ask you. Sorry about that. You're afraid to so somebody come ask you what did you do to get this, and you may not have the answer remember me tell you have the answer if you continue to return to your life and get the lessons don't worry about level 11 just like how you move from level 0 to 10 you can learn or forget to level 11 and it becomes so much easier when you're going back and picking up the lessons and carrying those lessons with you in the future but it's evidence that you have an upper limit problem when you start to criticize yourself in your moment of success you start to feel guilty and so you're going to do things now for take away the guilt like give 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 so you don't have this for d you, know? you don't want a body say so you're rich and switch and you change and, oh, and, and you just mm, 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 mm. Me don't want it me don't want it and sabotage your next season worrying is also evidence of an upper limit problem instead of enjoying the success you start fret 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 fret, fret. then suppose um then what is um but when you know is and all the unknowns and the probabilities and the maybes and everything, you start to over when to reach your foot yet. So you can't even enjoy the harvest season that you're in. And because you're so worried about the what next, I wonder what people think about me. I wonder what they will say about me. I wonder what will happen next year. I wonder if I will have a good crop again. I wonder if I can repeat the success because maybe this was, again, an accident. You start to do things that reflect the self-doubt you don't trust yourself you don't trust yourself and all of that really boils back down to Mm self-sabotage sorry about that guys so ask yourself what am I doing in my harvest season am I treating it responsibly or irresponsibly am I treating this land as though it's something I will need forever and taking the right kinds of decisions in this moment to make sure I will have the capacity, the resources, the quality land to generate as good a or even better harvests in the future. So that's harvest principle number four. Treat the land like you will need it forever. When you are harvesting, don't get reckless. Don't get careless. When you're harvesting, harvest properly. So that the blessings can multiply. So that the success can be replicated. So that others can learn from your success and your experience too. And don't allow the self-sabotaging proclivities of your character coming from a a place of low self-esteem or compromised self-esteem. Because sometimes in a low, it's just compromised in the moment. Don't allow that to lead to um, habits that will sabotage your own success in your next season. So celebrate your harvest responsibly. Um, As I said, you can always always check our youtube page previous episodes or last three or first three rather in the series are available on youtube so you can type in good gas mondays to access it or you can binge through uh, the podcast versions of our sessions be sure to share it with somebody who you know may find value in our harvest Principles series and just to go over it quickly in case you are unfamiliar with the four principles we have shared we've done Three previous episodes this makes it our fourth the first harvest principle being you reap what you sow the second harvest principle being give the seed what it needs the third harvest principle you eat by the sweat of your brow not the plan to start sweating and our fourth harvest principle treat the land as though you will need it forever sustainable farming is what um, a farmer or an agriculturalist would would describe it as sustainable farming so that after you've gotten this first crop maybe the land needs to rest you know but you don't destroy the space and make it impossible to go back there and generate harvest and the final component of this, this principle of the land being used again is to think about the legacy you're creating for your children for the generations to come my my friend Stacia Davidson talks about legacy living. So I want to kind of adopt and adapt that to say legacy farming. You're not just farming for one harvest. You're not just farming for one generation. So the success that you enjoy now, make sure that you are storing it up in a way that can serve the generations to come. That can be by writing a book so the generations after you know what you went through and what you learned and how you conquer your struggles. So, you can do something for the generation to come by writing, journaling, publishing a book. We're in the age of technology. What we'll to stop you from videotape and record and talk through your life's experiences? That are the new photo album. So, generations after can come and learn something about you and what you did while you were on the farm. And another way is to consider generational wealth. How do you ensure that what you earn does not die with you, but goes out to work on your behalf and eventually serve generations to come? Let's think about how we can treat the land as though we will need it forever. Not just because we will need it for successive seasons and other harvests, but because there's a generation coming after us will benefit from the work we do while we are on this farm so we have, to, we have to do the right thing and treat it responsibly let's not sabotage ourselves or sabotage the generations to come after us with poor land use practices I don't want to go into my master's degree on land management and water management and urban and rural resource management you know I'm trying to not go so far into the analogies but I think Uh, you're pretty clear on the concept of our harvest season um, and harvest principles series that we've done um, over the last month i want to say thank you again for being a part of the conversation and for those of you who watch our our videos on youtube the comments i read them i am inspired and encouraged by them and that allows me to really put in extra effort a week time because i know some people i pick up them something and i put it to use so i try to make sure that the time that you're here with me for this one hour or so, it is serving you as best as I could serve you. And that will do it for this episode of Good Gas Mondays. Thank you so very much for listening. This one was a lengthy one, but I hope it did the job of a recapping or Harvest Principles series. If you haven't listened through us yet, remember, you can binge listen right here on the podcast or last three episodes. Well, Four episodes, five episodes actually precede this one. Uh, we have two Friday top-up sessions, but our Good Gas Mondays, three previous Good Gas Mondays episodes are actually dedicated to our Harvest Principles series. So take some time and binge listen. And remember to share with a friend, family member, co-worker who you think this episode can bless. Thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a blessed Monday and a powerful end to February of 2021. Keep fighting for the life you want.